What's up, guys? Rick here, and I have a confession to make. For the last couple of years, I've been enamored with the idea of season-long fantasy golf much more mirroring that of season-long fantasy football. I have run some test leagues in the past, both uh, smaller 10 or 12-team leagues. I've been part of managing uh, a 200-team best ball uh, draft from a couple of years ago, and it's just this thing that's been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at me for why season-long golf is not more popular. It it translates so well from the fantasy football model that has been uh, created and evolved over the last couple of decades, yet there is very little traction on the fantasy golf side of things. And uh, what I'm willing to do now uh, is commit to being an advocate for for season long golf, and and what that really means is, um, I'm going to walk you through, and I'm going to uh, set up what I hope to be a league that is the gold standard for season long golf. We'll talk about why we need this in just a second, but uh, I I plan to to run that league, to commit to it, to commit to uh, season long content. Right, whether that's pickups or trades or draft content or whatever that looks like, and I'm trying to get out in front of it because I think the logical time to start um, a a season long fantasy league is probably January, probably the Sony Open. That is when the most people are actively engaged in golf, and you probably run it uh, to the BMW Championship, similar to how a lot of one and dones. Run. So um, that's my commitment. Uh, this video, I, I kind of just want to put it out there, right? I want to. I want to talk through what the scoring could and should be, what the schedule should be, uh, ways to make this successful. I think that there is a very uh, large and still growing uh, group of people out there that that are excited about this. And if there was a place to play and people to play with. I think it would be very successful, and I, I'm just I'm just ready to jump two feet in and uh, do my best to to really support that side of the community. So um, the rest of this is going to be kind of talking through the logistics. What does this look like? Uh, why does this need to happen? Why should it happen? And we'll kind of go from there. So let me be clear. I, in no way do I think that. Um, season-long golf is ever going to be as big as season-long football, obviously, right? Fantasy football is literally, it's like a it's like a $12 billion industry. I'm pretty sure the, the fantasy football industry is actually larger uh, than the NFL, right? That it, it's, it's absolutely bonkers um, because of all the ways that you can now with daily fantasy and how much people are putting into their season-long drafts and all that stuff. And what golf has going for it is that the model is very, very similar to fantasy football, right? It's 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 once a week. There are defined days that uh, these tournaments are played, Thursday through Sunday in almost every single case. So you have time for waivers and you have time for trades and you can play head-to-head in matchup. I mean, it's just, it has all of the pieces of being successful, but there hasn't been any traction. And I think there's kind of th- two or three things that uh, has created a situation in which it's not, super successful. Um, so, so number one, fantasy football evolved from office pools and you playing with your friends and two decades ago and all that stuff. And then as daily fantasy got popular, those season long people started to play 
Daily Fantasy. Uh, golf hasn't really ever been popular until Daily Fantasy. So there was never a group of people who were playing with their friends, who were playing with their work buddies, who were playing with people at their club. That that just never existed. It, it's like fantasy golf has started in the DFS era and hasn't gone back yet when fantasy football evolved in a different direction. So I think that's um, one reason why it hasn't picked up a lot of traction. Number two, honestly, there's not a great place to play it. Um, I, I'll be re very real with you and I'll, I'll, I'll show you um, my screen here. So for this kind of gold standard league that I plan on running, uh, I'm going to use fan tracks. I'm, I'm not really all that excited about that. Um, I have zero affiliation with fan tracks. Uh, the sites that exist that offer anything in the in the realm of fantasy golf, um, you can see it's just like they kind of took whatever their NFL product was and they tried to then use it for golf. There's not really this dedicated golf platform, again, probably because the demand hasn't been there for it. So I, I understand that. Um, I've had issues with fan tracks in the past. I've had a lot of issues, but I think as of right now, they're the best option. And I can see already in the settings as I go through, some of the stuff doesn't make any sense for golf, right? It's just, these are settings that were created for football and now we're being asked to apply them to golf. So what my, what my ideal situation would be, and this is very much pie in the sky, would be um, to use something like fan tracks for maybe this year. And then who knows, maybe I can incorporate something into rickrungood.com where a platform where I just think it deserves a dedicated golf place, right? For people who know golf and care about golf and are not just trying to reskin the football product. So the fact that there hasn't been a good place to play it, I think is is half the battle. The other half of the battle, I think is there there's not an agreed upon scoring system. You know, I think fantasy football is, it's very easy and very intuitive, right? And the way that fantasy football started is that you could open up a newspaper, look at the box score, and you could understand how many fantasy points your player scored, right? If he had 80, 83 receiving yards and a touchdown, boom, there's, you know, 14 points. And then you start adding in PPR and receptions and all that stuff. So, um, and, and literally in fantasy football, there, there is a term standard scoring, right? Like, I mean, that there, there is literally an agreed upon standard of scoring in, in fantasy football. And then, the, of course, that has evolved into PPR or half point PPR. And then the styles have changed where it's keepers or uh, dynasty or best ball. Like all of that has evolved off of standard scoring. So one of the main things that I'm trying to accomplish with this, uh, with this push is to standardize scoring. And, you know, I've gone back and forth on this. I think that there is, um, there's a good argument to be made to create something new, right? And just say birdies are worth five or what, like whatever, right? And just create something new. But I think that is outweighed by the barrier of entry. So what I've essentially done here, um, and for this league that I'm, that I'm going to be running is... I've essentially just kind of mimicked the daily fantasy scoring, right? So that's three points for a birdie, um, you know, a, a half a point for a par, you lose a half a point for a bogey, so on and so forth, just because I think that lessens the barrier, right? If you've got all these people who are already playing daily fantasy, uh, 
and to come up with a completely new scoring system, I think would be hard. What we want to do is also incentivize content creators, right? You know, I'm going to be a content creator in this season long space, but I want to incentivize others as well. You know, this is essentially an untapped market. If you're a content creator, if you're like looking for something to get into, like this is it. Like this is where you should be going and coming up with an entirely new system felt like a, a big, a big lift, um, for content creators and for, and for everybody else trying to understand this and trying to get into it. You don't want a situation in which, Hey, this guy's a really good daily fantasy play, uh, but he's a horrible se- you know, season long play. I think that's, I think that's a slippery, slippery slope. So for now, for this league that I'm good, that I'm creating, um, it's going to basically be exactly the same to daily fantasy scoring. The only things that we can't get on fan tracks are the bonuses, right? So, you know, three birdies in a row, four rounds under 70. Like I can't, I can't get those bonuses in there. I guess their, their feed does not pick that up. So it's basically identical to daily fantasy scoring, uh, without those bonuses, which should be honestly a a, a wash in, in most scenarios should be pretty darn close. There's a study here from legal sports report that did a survey or, or whatever that found 83% of DFS players also play in a season-long format. Now, this is primarily, I'm assuming, fantasy football, this survey, but think about it, right? I mean, 83% of people who play DFS football have a season-long league. What percentage of DFS golf players are playing in a season-long golf league? Two? Is that generous? That might be generous, right? So there's definitely an opportunity here. And I think that there's a good reason, right? Okay. So, so what's the best part about season long fantasy football? Um, there is like a finite amount of golfers, right? I I think that, I think that DFS can be very overwhelming. It can be, oh my God, there's 150 lineups from this other person and I've got to play the ownership game. But in fantasy football, if I own Patrick Mahomes, you don't own Patrick Mahomes right? He's on my roster and I've got this connection with him and I'm the only guy in the league who has him. And that's exciting. And it creates this, um, this dynamic that you can't really get in daily fantasy and, and, and it's exciting and you can build your roster and and all that stuff. So, um, I think it would be well received to be the only person with Rory McIlroy. Right to be the only person in your league with John Rom. Imagine the draft, the draft content alone. The draft alone. So I did that best ball draft on fan tracks a couple of years ago. It honestly, realistically, was a disaster. Um, you know the the draft room for that many players. It was it was two hundred players. I think it was twenty different divisions of ten. It was best ball. The notifications during the draft did not work. They got fixed later, but it was like, listen, there were definitely big hiccups. It's part of the problems that I've had with with fan tracks. But I still get emails and tweets and messages like, hey, are you ever going to do this again? Because drafting golfers is awesome, right? It's just awesome. And if you're the only person who has John Rahm or you're the only person who has Rory McIlroy, it's just awesome. And not having that available. Like it drives me crazy and I'm sure it drives other people crazy too. So um, again, here's, here's my commitment. My commitment is to get more season long content out there. If you don't like it, fine. Realistically, a lot of the season long content is going to overlap the, the daily fantasy content. Who's a good play for this week? Who's not? Um, who's someone that you might want to keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks? 
it's good for betting too. Um, there, there's just so much overlap that I, I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't think people are going to be discouraged by it. I think they're actually, I think it should be welcome. So the other big part is, is this league that I keep talking about. And I think, I think it's really important to create this kind of gold standard league where people can follow along. They can use the same scoring structure. They can get excited. It can be supported. Um, we can make, you know, team names and logo. Like, I just think it's, it's, it's critical to have a showcase league. So, so my hope and my goal and my commitment is to create that showcase league. So let me walk you through some of the logistics of that. So I think in general, um, probably having eight teams feels like the right number. You know, I think it, I think it would be cool to have more ten or twelve. But when you start talking about scheduling and how often these guys are actually going to play, it turns into a little bit of a trickier situation because you're probably going to need um, you know larger rosters because people aren't going to play every single week. If you're watching on YouTube, there's an ad of this dog that looks like it's biting right into my head. He looks very excited to be doing that. If you're just listening to that, you're not you're not getting this. Uh, but that's a pretty funny visual that we're that we're getting from this website here. Um, so <laughs> so I think it's. Eight teams. And I think the people that are in this league are very, very important, right? And um, my one of my first thoughts was, hey, let's just get a bunch of content creators. And I think that's fine. But I also think we need to kind of go like one or two levels outside of that. I think I just need people who are passionate about golf, right? If they have a platform to um, promote it even better. But I think that getting people who are committed to setting a lineup every single week, who are excited about it, who want to make transactions, if this is going to be the gold standard, if this is going to be a league that people are interested in following and interesting in, in, in um, replicating, it needs to have a really strong uh, manager base. And I've, I've got a couple of people already who are, who are in and I'm, and I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to, um, hopefully fill out. I've probably got three or four spots left. Maybe not even that many, maybe two or three spots left that I've got some people kind of bookmarked in my, in my head that I want to reach out to. Cause I think they'd be really good for it and, and kind of create this really good, um, system, right? Like I want to get logos and team names, right? Like I, I want to have them done right. I want to have this, I want to have this look good. I want to, um, have graphics that we can put out. I want to be able to support this in any way that I can, you know, insert your live joke about team names and all that stuff. But like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, in, I think it's important. And I think it's interesting if, if this is what we're trying to do. Um, the other thing is I, I think it needs to have at least a little bit of a substantial buy-in. Um, you know, I personally don't think that the larger the buy-in is the immediately means that there is more credibility to the league. I don't think that at all personally, but I do think that there is something like that that um, that the general public thinks about, right? I, I do think that. I think that they... Uh, oh, wow, this is a high roller league. You see that all the time in fantasy football. So where I'm at with this is, is probably... Um, like a thousand dollar buy-in. And I think that that sounds, it sounds a lot larger than it actually is, right? The schedule, which we'll get to in a second, it's like 28 weeks long. So you're talking about a thousand dollars over 28 weeks is $35 a week. I think a lot of people um, play daily fantasy for more than that each week. I think they bet more than that each week. Um, so when you kind of spread it out, I think it's, I, I don't think it's a, a reach. And I think it's an amount that people, um, would put up and, and, and stay committed to. So 
you know, I think we got to be smart about this. The the draft, you know, you're probably looking at just like a a standard eight team snake draft, right? Which content can can be created about. You know, if you have the third pick, what does that mean? Or you have the first, but you're also going to have the what seventeenth, uh, sixteenth. So like that's I think I think that's important, right? Let's not reinvent the wheel here. Let's take the best parts of fantasy football and put them into into fantasy golf. I think that when you start looking when you're starting to look at at, at roster size, um, I think roster size is important, and I think we've got to do this do this kind of right here. So the way that I've kind of settled on this is, um, probably twelve, right? 12 guys on a roster, you start six each week. I think having, again, six, six starters. Six starters is what you start in daily fantasy. The scoring is going to be very similar. I think we've got to make the barriers as small as possible here. And having half of your guys start each each week, I think it's going to create a couple of interesting situations where, yeah, you're going to have to go to the waiver wire. You're going to have to go to free agency. Do, you know, Should I hang on to Scott Stallings or should I drop him for Maverick McNeely? These are questions and decisions that um, make fantasy football great that make the content around it great, that make the leagues great. So I'm, I've, as of right now, I'm thinking 12, 12, uh, 12 player rosters with six starters. And I think the schedule is, is also important. So the schedule that I am thinking of, um, and again, this is for an eight-team league, would be 28 weeks. So let me let me read off what that looks like to you. Okay, so it goes Sony Open uh, and runs through the BMW Championship. Or, or, or excuse me, the regular season stops at the Wyndham Championship, which is when the regular season for golf stops. Again, we're trying to align this in a smart way. So it's Sony Open, American Express, Farmers. It's Pebble Beach, Phoenix, Riviera, Honda, Arnold Palmer Players Championship. Um I, I'm not just going to read off 28. I'll stop here. But what we've also done is, you know, the Zurich is not going to be involved. Uh, the match play is not going to be involved. Like the the one-off formats that make this a lot more difficult probably can't be involved here. Um, no President's Cup, no Ryder Cup, nothing like that. So then we go Valspar, Valero, Masters, RBC Heritage, Mexico Open, Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, PGA Championship. The PGA Championship, I think, is probably a good spot for the trade deadline. It's about halfway through the season. Um, you should kind of know if you're a buyer or a seller or a mover or a shaker, but also far enough away from the end of the season where uh, you're not compromising league integrity. So I'm thinking, and this is for obviously for the 2023 season, the schedule is going to change, but I still think 28 events is, is the way to go. And then we go Charles Schwab Memorial, RBC Canadian, US Open, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere, Scottish Open, Open Championship, 3M, and Wyndham Championship. What that does for the 28 regular season events is it allows you to play each of your opponents four times. So you basically get a series, right? I kind of I would have loved it if it was three. That way you could have broken ties with um, you know, hey, uh, the, you know, regular season ties could have been broken by a head-to-head matchup, and you would have been guaranteed to have, you know, somebody who won a majority of the matchups, but 21 events parsing. I could have parsed it down, but listen, it, it kind of sets up well for 28 events. So you play every opponent four times. You get a fair schedule in that way. Yeah. There's going to be situations where it's like, Oh my God, I've played Billy 
you know, three times and it's been these three one-off events and Rory McIlroy hasn't played against Billy in any of them. Like, I get it, but everybody's going to have those same issues. And I thought about making it where it was kind of best ball style or kind of like, hey, if you were the top point scorer for the week, you got eight points and then the second got seven points so that it wasn't so matchup heavy. But I think that's kind of the fun part, right? Isn't it fun to beat up on your friends and talk trash? And again, we can we can we can evolve this later. Let's just get this right to start. Um, so then, when you get twenty eight events in, the way that I look at this is the top four teams make the playoffs, right? So you've got eight teams, top four get in. Uh, first round of the playoffs is FedEx, St. Jude. Second round is the BMW Championship. Now, I worry, don't get me wrong here, I did worry about, hey, you know, are you going to have enough golfers for those events? Because it's top 70 getting into Memphis, top 50 moving on to the BMW Championship. Um, By the time you get to the BMW Championship for the finals, that is a, you know, if your team is good enough, you probably have six golfers that have made the BMW championship, you and your opponent. So I don't think, don't think there's any worries about that. And it's also strategy, right? You know, if I'm seeing Sepp Straka, uh, playing well, getting himself into the playoffs, maybe I got to get him to my roster, right? At some point. So I can make a playoff run here. Who knows? Um, would I have liked multiple weeks for semifinals and finals? Sure. But again, it's kind of the luck of it, right? There is a luck aspect in the schedule, just like there is in fantasy football. We can tweak this later. So 28 regular season weeks. Uh, the first week would be your semifinals. Your uh, second week, the BMW Championship, that's your championship. It's also the third place event. I think we pay out the top three, right? I think that's logical. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, gives you a little bit of incentive. Half the teams make the playoffs. It's all fun. Let me look at my notes to see if I've missed anything on... I've I've actually created I'm not going to share it yet it's not done but I've I've created like a, a they call it like a constitution right just like a written set of rules which I think is important that I can share and and when it's finished I will um I will share this I'll I'll put it in the link in the description I'll also um I'll, I'll tweet it out I'll, I'll make it available because I do think it's important to have it written down especially because these platforms they're not always built for fantasy golf. So I think there might be a situation where like, well, this doesn't really work all that well on fan tracks or whatever site that you're using. Sorry, fan tracks to throw you under the bus there. But I I think it's important to have it written in case there's any discrepancies and, and somebody needs to step in. One of the other beauties of this is, you know, your transactions, your waiver wire stuff, right? That's, you know, waivers open on Monday, right? And you've got to get your claims in on Monday. And then they process on Tuesday and you've got Tuesday and Wednesday to set your lineup for a Thursday start, right? I mean, it just, it just, it just makes so much sense. So here's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm sharing this with you to be, uh, to commit myself to it, right? I I'm, I'm also sharing this with you to hopefully spark some interest. If you're interested, comment, let me know, tweet at me. What I can also do is, whether it's in the Rick Run Good Slack channel or some other method, use it as a place to get people in leagues, right? So if you want to create a league that looks like this league, I'm going to share all the settings with you. I'll, I'll share all of that and go create a league and we'll find you people, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's via the Slack channel, like we'll... we'll create a system in which you can meet other people who are interested in managing these teams. I've got this league probably probably about halfway committed. 
Um, if you know anyone or you think you are this person who could be a part of this, let me know. I'm looking for people who are committed, who are not necessarily in like DFS content creation, maybe one step out, maybe they're in golf media, maybe they're not in golf at all, but they're just passionate. If they have a following, fine. I don't really care. Uh, I would like some level of like advocacy, right? Being able to, to, to share your stuff, getting excited about it, word of mouth, whatever that looks like. I don't know. But I think that would be good for kind of this first league. And also, um, if you have any team name suggestions, right? I'm, I'm open to it. I'll, I'll, I'll hire somebody to do like real logos. Um, I, I think they should be kind of franchisey, like the Las Vegas something, right? So the aces are already taken. Desert dogs are already taken. The four aces, they're probably already taken. But um, yeah, if you have any cool ideas, let me know. If you can help out in any way, listen, if you want to be an advocate for this and you don't think being a part of the league or it just doesn't work out because I'm going to fill this thing here shortly, if you can offer graphic design services, if you can offer, um, I, maybe you can build a fantasy website. I don't know. Like if you have a skill set that you're willing to offer up to this, I think if we kind of rally around it as part of a community uh, I think it could be really exciting. So I'll stop there. I could talk about this for a lot longer. I just really want to breach the idea that this stuff is coming. Um, I want to be a part of it. I hope you want to be a part of it too. You'll hear much more. I'll talk to you soon.